This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As Chris mentioned, we will not, we will forego Chris versus the fan today uh, in honor of Peter Sider. Passed away today, age of 63. Uh, we really opened up the phone lines and um, kind of let let our listeners uh, kind of guide the show in, in the way that we're going. So we'll just hop right back into it. We'll go to Kathy. Kathy, welcome to the show. Um, we'll go back to Kathy. I think go Kathy back. got busy for a second. Yeah. She works at a hospital, yes. so she's uh, might have had somebody come up and chat with her while she's waiting there. Let's, let's now go to Gary. We'll come back to Kathy. We'll go to Gary. Gary, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, that's a little bit uh, sad, like me today, huh? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, just uh, it kind of brought back. Uh, well, not, maybe yes and not relevant, but uh, kind of brought back my own wife's death this past April. So I'd like to think she's talking to him at least. Uh, I'm really, I really know what that family feels right now, at least in the initial stages. Because just kind of brought that back. For me, but uh, yeah. I know Peter's brother. Uh, I think I met Peter once briefly, and uh, I don't know if you're going to be at fantasy camp or anything like that, Tony. But if uh, I do, we'll meet you there. We can drop a couple stories about Peter a little bit, and uh, we've supported the Padres uh, all the time, and uh, we are going to miss Peter greatly. He was one of a very incredible human being. We all loved him. Well, Gary, very sorry for your loss as, yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, I can see how this can be a, quite an emotional time yeah. for anybody that's that's had somebody close to them pass. In the hey, last, Gary, we like, love you. Bit of time, yeah. I, I know that uh, when the news broke, and you know, my mom was out on a walk, and she was coming in as I was actually going outside to look for her, and she, uh, I told her news, and I know she broke down. I mean, Peter was a, a close friend of hers, so uh, this is going to touch. Many different people in many different ways. And in the case of Gary, I mean, if you've had somebody in your family you've lost, whether it be to cancer or just suddenly like this, right? there's really no prep. It brings you it, back. It, yeah, there's no preparation for it. And it will definitely uh, kick up some feelings that, that you know, you've, you, you never really get over it, but you've been able to, to deal with a little bit better. And um, I'm sure that's good. That's going to be a lot of people today hearing the news of Peter's passing. Go ahead, Scram. Oh, no, I was just saying Kathy's back. Let's go back to Kathy. Another another, another missed signal. signal. <laughs> another missed signal from Scraby. <laughs> Kathy, welcome um, to the show. Hey, 
thanks guys um like what gary said i i unfortunately have lost three wonderful women in my life to cancer my mom two years ago and my aunt this year and my aunt-in-law just about a month or so ago so it's never easy that's why telling the people in your life how much you love them any chance you get you need to do that because you never know when it's going to happen yeah no doubt thank you kathy um yeah i'll leave that there i mean that's as well as you could say that let's go to our next caller derek Derek, welcome to the show um derek is not with us derek or he's not on the phone I don't know why I say <laughs> it like that. Probably not the best terminology <laughs> to use just, today. I, I, okay. <laughs> let's go to... Um, let's go Only to, Scraby can, can mistakenly... He just, he just has a way Mistakenly with words. insert humor into the show. He has a way with words. There's I didn't no mean doubt it that way. It. Let's go to Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing, fellas? Hi, Kyle. Kyle. It's, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's been... Uh, Hearing the news today has been pretty sad. Um, you know, I don't personally have a story with uh, about Peter, but um, I know that he did a lot uh, for this community to bring us all together. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. Um, but, okay. Uh, you know, what, he, what he's done for us to bring us all together, for the homeless that he's done down there, it's, it's absolutely remarkable. And, uh, I feel like uh, we lost a, a good man today. No doubt about it. Thank you, Derek. I, I, I Kyle. Excuse me, Kyle. Um, Derek's no longer with us. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> he, I gotta rephrase that. We. Yeah. It takes me back. What Kyle was just talking about. You know, it takes you back to that. To that. Which inning was it in the Dodger game? Was it the sixth? Seventh, seventh, seventh yeah. inning. Seventh inning. Takes yeah. you back to the seventh inning, and I and I still can visualize it when I close my eyes. It's raining down, and not a soul in the stadium is bothered by the pour, of the rain that's coming down. They're like, inviting it. Usually, San Diegans are San Diegans are allergic to rain. I mean, <laughs> the moment a drop comes, everybody like disappears. But that feeling is in large part due. Not a large part of it is due to Peter Seidler. Like being able to be in the rain as the Padres take down the Dodgers in that DS series um, before moving on to that NLCS, that is a, an energy and a vibe that he is was 100% behind. Yeah, and, he uh, helped create it. And those are memories that, you know, although it didn't end in a World Series title, those are memories that will stick with people for a very, very long, for a lifetime in some cases. No doubt. Um, and I, I, I've never been an owner uh, of an or, of a franchise, but I imagine that's part of the legacy that you want to leave behind is, is creating memories for families and generations of people um, that, that come through the, the turnstile. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, Tony. I mean, uh, you know, good owners – can have an amazing impact on the the community in which they own a squad. And, you know, I brought it up earlier. I don't mean to pile on Donald Sterling and, you know, the whole relationship we, you know, have with the Spanos family here, but we have had our share of the, uh, seeing the other side of it and it hasn't been, it hasn't worked out well, but in this case, it worked out wonderfully with Peter Seidler. And there was a love affair between he and the Padres in this city. And, 
That's uh, that's quite a uh, quite a uh, special thing to to leave behind. I don't think it's a mistake that it seems like the the owners that have bought into the city, like fully invested themselves, not with money, but in how they move in the city and how they attach themselves to it, tend to be have the most success because they are invested. It isn't just. As you said about some owners, Chris, Chris, that they they take a team. It's just another part of their portfolio. Just right? imagine if we would have, you know, the things worked out differently, and we got John Fisher from Oakland instead here in San Diego. You know, I mean, that's how you feel for the people in Oakland because they have yeah. to go through that, lose their baseball team because of the ownership there. Yeah. And by the way, that 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 uh, is supposed to pass here in the next couple next week. I think make it official. Yeah. yeah. I mean uh, that that's sad in its own way, but you know we were lucky, man. We had somebody come in here and uh, pick up this, uh, you know, friend and Ron Fowler too. I mean, I don't want to leave Ron out. I mean, he had He's a lot to do with you know it, with Peter sure. Seiler, but uh, you know the two of them coming in and lifting this franchise up and uh, and bringing us all along for. A really thrilling ride that uh, I hopefully we're going to all be able to enjoy for several more years to come, based on the the commitments that Peter Seidler as an owner made to this roster. Listen, you, you, I'm glad you said that about Ron because ultimately, while Peter was away and, and not well enough to to run the team, Ron was the one, and so yeah, um, he def- definitely deserves uh, a lot of credit for where this team is right now, for sure. Um, let's go to Matt in San Diego. Let's go to Matt in San Diego. Matt, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. What's on your mind? You know, I just uh, I kind of wanted to get some perspective. As a you know, I'm not a born and raised San Diego, and I moved here in 2021. I'm from Seattle, but uh, you know, when I came here, I had my my uh, preconceived notions about the Padres and kind of the the purple and silver era, you know, the the Chase Headley era, and just kind of being the the team in San Diego, you know, I don't want to mean any offense, but I think nationally that was just kind of like the perception of it. But to see this extreme turnaround just in perception nationally to go from, you know, the Manny Machado signing being like, what, what's going on? You know, there are a lot of people that need to go back and kind of, you know, make amends for what they said about that signing. And, you know, why is Manny going there? It's just the Padres to now being, you know, number three payroll, you know, a national nationally talked about team and a relevant team. And I think in baseball, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, championships, no championships, but it's a unique sport because, you know, skill and talent doesn't win out. You know, there's, there's an, there's an enough randomness to this sport where it just doesn't always work out. You know, yeah. you can spend the big bucks, you can sign the players and it just doesn't always work out. But I think the best thing you can ask for, especially as a small market team or a medium market team is long-term relevance. And I think it's a, uh, I think Peter Seidler's you know, legacy in the city will be putting this San Diego team in a good position for long-term relevance to really become, you know, a player in this league for a long, long time, you know, outside of, you know, beyond the championships and the current financial situation and whatever. That's really all you can ask for as a fan. And, you know, that park is electric. You know, I've been to some games and, you know, it's, it's stuck with me just seeing the city in the last couple of years, you know, really grow around this team and the atmosphere in Petco is awesome and I think Peter had a lot to do with that and that's you know not all not all owners are like that no so I think it's pretty cool you know you guys talked about the owner ownership from a fan perspective and I hope that the league gets away from the money ball obsession era and more into this you know spending era you know 
I think it'll be important to remind people that Peter is part of that. Good phone call, Matt. Well uh, done, Matt. I, I got to say, he brings up a, a terrific point because I can't think of a market where well, the Padres are considered to be in, right? Elevate themselves nationally from a spending standpoint in the way the Padres did. Like, I can't think of one. You might rise into like the top 10 of payroll. If For a little bit. If you're a mid-market team. Um, but here's the thing. There's risk in doing that. And it seemed like the Padres were the first team that was willing to take that risk. And that's what Matt is speaking to in terms of there's randomness in this game, as we learned. <laughs> it, it, you, you could have a terrific roster on paper. And shoot, you could even have uh, a terrific year by a lot of guys. But it doesn't mean you win enough ball games. And... Um, the steal, and, and that is what deters a lot of owners in this mid-market, small-market area to, tr- to to even want to go that route. Never mind deterring, Tony. How about just uh, owners who use that as an excuse Touché. not to put together a contending ball club, Dick Monfort. <laughs> and others. <laughs> and others. He yeah. slips in there at yeah, the end. I didn't want it that's, all to be on Dick. But, <laughs> that's, you know, that is, well, that is accurate. We're a small market. We can't compete with the, you know, we're going to complain about the Yankees. We're going to complain about the Mets. And we're going to complain about the Dodgers. And, oh, by the way, we're going to accept the uh, luxury yes. tax money that Please. they send me every year. And I'm going to put it into my pocket while I don't put together a contending team for the people in my city. That is far more Far more, well said. Uh, you know, far, happens far off, more often than what Peter Seidler did happens. Here's the other thing, and we're a long way from knowing how this ends. Whoever takes over or has that role has some extremely big shoes to fill in terms of the person, how people have loved the fact that way or the way that Peter Seidler did his ownership thing. It's it's not going to be a, an easy spot to fill, however that happens. All right, let's uh, step away. Let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris when we return. Here's some traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we have uh, tabled most of the uh, regular portions of the show today and the passing of uh, Peter Seiler today. But one thing that uh, we will uh, continue with is uh, your opportunity to win our biggest fan contest. So stay tuned, listen, hear your name called. Hopefully it will be you who is uh, announced at 5 o'clock in our biggest fan contest. And if it is you, you'll have 10 minutes to call in and uh, qualify for a chance to win a night in the Odyssey suite with all your friends, family, and the hosts of the uh, programs here on 97.3 The Fan. So uh, we will do the biggest fan contest if you haven't signed up yet. It just got started yesterday, so there's plenty of time for you to get involved. Go to our webpage, 97.3thefansd.com slash biggestfan, and uh, just sign up. That's it. And then listen to uh, the morning show with... uh, who are those guys? Ben and Woods. Are you okay, Chris? No, I'm good. Uh, okay. The Coach John Contreras show, our show, and listen for your name to be called once every day. We'll call name three times a day on each show, and uh, give you a chance to uh, to qualify for the grand prize. Did you did you uh, ever share what Ben Higgins wrote? I did not. I thought it was a touching. Uh, Let me go. Grab ben it. hasn't been on the air since they. Uh, since uh, the Padres made the announcement that Peter Seidler had passed late this morning. Yes, while I'm looking for it, I will just say that Ben is still a part of our Odyssey Survivor League. Only six left. Yeah? Yeah. Good so for he's, him. He's, he's, he's representing us well. That's not um, very good, though. I mean, if you have a contest and then one of the hosts of the contest wins it. Well, the contest doesn't have a prize attached to it. That's so true. That's it's just true. for, for Good for Ben uh, Higgins, pride. though, man. That's pretty impressive. But yeah, here's what he shared. He said on X, a few years ago before I'd really met him, Peter Seidler heard my son had been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. He invited me to Petco Park for a chat. He talked about his own battle with type 1 and offered to help my son and our family any way he could. P.S. We'll miss you. Yeah, very yeah, nice no uh, remembrance by Ben Higgins there. All right, uh, more phone calls. Beginning with Troy out there on uh, 97.3 The Fan. Troy, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I, I, I was a teenager in high school in 1984. I got to work the World Series. Uh, I was there again, still working at the stadium in 98, and so I had some great experiences, but then Tony just hit it on the head. I've been dealing with kind of talked all day long and uh, trying to put it into words and and Tony just brought it home for me to be honest uh, about what he gave us and so even though I have those great memories as a young man uh, what Mr. Seidler allowed was for me and my special needs son to have that experience together Uh, we have season tickets and we're able to go to all those playoff games and and the Dodger series and that was as great as anything I've ever experienced and be able to do it with my son who now has those same experiences is something that uh, is, is as good. Honestly, I'm just being honest. We all know how we felt in that series against the Dodgers. I will say for me, a 45 year Padre fan at 56 years old or 50 year Padre fan, um, that was as good as a world series for me, being able to experience it with my own son in, in, as he is now a young man. And uh, that is, that is what I'm grateful for. That's what I'm thinking about. And uh, I'm just, I'm just forever thankful and grateful uh, that Mr. Seidler came in and dedicated everything he is as a person, as a human being, 
resources, time, energy, and genuine love for our community and for our fan base. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm. Uh, while I'm sad, I'm also living in a in a spirit of thankfulness yeah. for what he has provided as a, as an owner. And um, so I'm just thankful. That that. Thanks for letting me share, guys. Very good. Nice, Troy. Don't, Very good, don't, Troy. We're all we're all lucked out on this one with Peter Seidler. For yeah, don't, sure. don't take it for granted. I mean, here's the here's, I mean, just think about it. The, the domino effect. Like I see it, you know, working for the pods, being on the field. I see it and hear it a lot, right? Uh, a, a kid who's not a kid anymore. He's you know he's a young, he's a young a young adult, right? A 17, 18 year old will come up. Guy like guy like Manny's been in the league for for ten years, right? He, he you see it all the time. When I was such and such, I, I got took, took took this photo with you, right? Hmm. Those memories last forever, right? Um, and, and so. Everybody a, knows where they were when we beat the Dodgers. Everybody, right? Everybody could tell you yeah. exactly where they were. Yeah, they I could was, tell you. I think I was sitting next to Scraby, was I not? What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're, we're doing a radio show over here. I, I know. You're, I'm, you know I'm, what? I, res- I respect the fact that you didn't even try to lie there. You <laughs> just, <laughs> you just, you said, you know, I don't know what you guys are talking. Where about. Where were you? Us? Well, <laughs> never mind. No, 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 no. Tell me. No, no, no you on. never mind. I was trying to get the. Uh, I found a new topic for the Big Five, and I was reading the article about Juan Soto. You know, so. the Big Five is actually the next segment. I know. I was just reading to make sure. I didn't know I was going to be called upon. <laughs> That's funny. I just want to say uh, that Troy. The, the gentleman that just called, he is a very generous guy as well because a couple of years ago he invited me to a game with him and we went and we had great seats, like right down the first baseline. Oh, is this when you became friends with uh, J.D. Davis? You better believe it was. Oh, you thought you became friends J- with I J. saved D. his Davis? life, remember? Yeah. he There was a foul ball hit. He was still with the Mets. He came running over to, the, uh, to where to we the were. Net. To the net. And he came over. Almost over the barrier, and I put my hands up to stop you, him. You do realize there's a net there, so even no, if he it goes was past over the, the barrier, it was past the net. So he 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 ran into me. He ran into Straight, me. He so was I put first my, base. I was at the game. What? He ran all the way back, and he caught the ball. I have the video on my he Instagram. He didn't catch the ball. Did he? Oh no, he didn't catch he the didn't ball. He didn't catch right. the ball. But I have the video on my Instagram. But and I, you pushed him up. Maybe he was with a net. <laughs> Definitely. Either way, J.D. Davis and I are friends because Boy, you of have a clear memory of that for sure. <laughs> I that, do have a clear I'm memory. i you decided no, you to don't. speak on that <laughs> as opposed to what we asked you about, which you still don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys say? By the way, I heard J.D. Davis me? interviewed after a game-winning home run this year, and he said, before I comment on my game-winning home run, I'd like to thank Matt Scraby, who, the fan in for San Diego, out of the net. who saved my life. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm getting laughed at on, on the stream. Can you guys just tell me what you asked me? No, we're moving Please? on. Please? We are moving on, young man. Young man? You I asked you if you wanted a million dollars tax-free. No, you didn't. <laughs> now, now I'm going to have to go listen to the podcast, figure out what you guys are talking about. I love Let's... that you are actually in the room with us on the radio and have no idea what we were talking about. I'm a man of many things over here. You are. Let's you... take one more before we go to the Big Five. Who Michael and Lemon Grove. Michael, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Uh, as a lifelong Padre fan and having some core memories of the queue with your dad, I just want to thank Peter Seidler for making my life as a father much, much easier I've got two boys that are six and four, and I'm married into a family with a ton of Dodgers fans. Oh, so man. He, yeah. 
So I had an uphill battle, but what he did for this city and for this team made my life so much easier to make those kids Padre fans as well. Huh. We were at game three. Cronenworth hit that, that single in the first inning, got that RBI on the board, and they they were stuck. I woke them up out of bed when Joe Musgrove got his no-hitter to make sure that they were there for that. That a boy, so, Michael. That's a good dad right there. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to this Idler family, to the entire ownership team, and, and to the city to get behind these Padres and to stay behind these Padres over a rough season. And we're coming for that big cake next year. Love it. Oh, Love that a boy, Michael. All right. I mean, coming for the big cake, man. <laughs> has we now that's like this third call we've got that has had to do with fatherhood. And, yes, a lot of people are. And uh, I, I can't. I listen. Mentioning I, that, yeah. having grown up in this city. And watched some some a lot of bad teams, mostly bad teams, sprinkled in with some good teams. Fortunately for me, my dad was on the field, so there wasn't there wasn't the same type of you know come home and like have to explain to me why the team isn't good. I kind of just learned it as we as we've gone, but I can imagine for. But you did have to listen to your dad complain every time he went two for four about the two times he grounded out on the I, way home. I, I heard that. I heard that complaint, but I also <laughs> heard the complaint of you know wanting to wanting to be better. But he, but the point is, is that I imagine for a father, son, father, daughter, um, mom, son, mom, daughter, who, however the combo is, right? Right. When you're, it's hard to keep a, a child interested. And a team that's not very good or consistently bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's usually at that point there there that's the reason why you have a, a love affair for a guy like Tony Gwynn or a guy like Cal Ripken who stays there because that usually ends up being the thing that you have to hold on to in order to feel hopeful about the following season. I think Peter changed that. He helped change that. Right where now, yes, you can still attach yourself to. A player, but I would say in that since 2020, you've been able to attach yourself to the team. A team, right? Yes, and that nice? you have a choice of of many players to attach yourself to if you choose to. But for that father son, mother son, father daughter, mother daughter combo coming to take their their child to a game, guess what? Uh, you now have a team that you can attach yourself to. One thing you can thank Peter Seidler for is the anguish of an 82 and 80 season. And I mean right. that only in the kindest great, way. Great, great point. Because an 82 and 80 season would have been celebration time around here many years ago. But now he has helped raise our expectations say, to the point where 82 and 80 was agony for us. I would say not even many years ago, right? I mean, right. I mean, mm-hmm. 20, 20, 20 was really the first. That was the breakthrough. The breakthrough. Kinda, yeah. I, I know it was a short season, but that was the first time that we all got to say, aha, this is what they were doing and what we've been waiting for, right? And it only got better from that point on. Now, the record may not indicate that it got better each and every time, but you're right. 82 and 80 for a long time in the city was would have been something to be like, huh. We had ourselves a good season. Yep.
Not the case anymore. Not this time around. No. Thanks, Peter Seidler. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the chat won't tell me what you guys asked me. Good. So. Ah. You don't deserve <laughs> to everybody's, know. Everybody's closing ranks. Uh, yeah, I said, does anybody know what they asked me? And someone said, no way, dude. <laughs> Hang with them, buddy. I'm going back to the podcast as soon as we're done yeah, with this Yeah, you got to do it the hard way. Hang with them. All right, we are going to do a big five today uh, just to kind of get our minds on some other things. But if you have uh, Peter Seidler things to add, uh, we'll go back to the phones uh, shortly. So stick around for that. More Gwen and Chris coming up. 438 on the clock. Score a turkey day touchdown when you shop your whole feast in one trip. And that's at Smart and Final. Use promo code SFTHANKS for free delivery on your next order. So, have you figured out what we were talking about yet? Yes, and I figured out that I was not sitting next to Chris during the Dodgers uh, or the Padres' victory over the Dodgers. Well, you didn't figure that out. I had to go back to the podcast and I had to find it, and I listened for it, and there it was. So, so you were not. So, you're telling everybody you were not sitting next to Chris. I was not. Chris was sitting next to Coach. They actually didn't really allow me into the press box. <laughs> you think that's a, a joke? very funny end to the story. <laughs> I think, think Chris knew that all along, but he was waiting for you to answer that. Yeah, yeah, that was me not being allowed in. Yeah, you had to. I think you were just roaming the stadium, if I recall. Uh, which that was night good. It was. Which was good because be, you were able to help me at the end of. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got of, to go down the clubhouse. Yeah. That was awesome. It was great. I was so happy had, to be there. I yeah. remember I used Kirk Kenny's credential to get into the clubhouse. I was so mad at him for that, too. I was I like, he's going to get our show kicked out of here. I did not have a credential to go into the clubhouse, right. yet the clubhouse um, attendant usher knew who I was and waved me in. Even though The problem had- was is I had Kirk <laughs> Kenny's credential, and he knew I wasn't Kirk Kenny, but he... Look the other let way. You in. Thank you. Oh, man. Very I don't nice. know if we should have told that story. No, right I don't there. know if we should either. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can you get that guy fired or get me in trouble? Yeah, I'm going to get you in trouble. Chris, is never, Chris and Scrape are never going to be allowed to go in there again. I'm never barely again. allowed in the press you box. You know what? I saw everybody down there, though, and they were they seemed yeah, uh, no, okay was, to see me. Was. Everybody was in a good mood. So um, I, kept, I kept looking at Chris and being like, I can't believe you're down here, dude. You, our, our listeners can imagine <laughs> what was going through your head when you saw Chris breaking the rules with Kirk Kenny's press. Press yeah. pass. Scrape, Loves rule breaking. He's it's one just, of his. I hate rule breaking. things. All right, let's uh, let's check. Unless this. it's Jim Harbaugh, then he can break whatever all, rule he wants. Good. Jim Harbaugh is an innocent man. Oh, How many times goodness. does he need to tell you guys that? <laughs> let's go to let's get let's go to traffic. Then we'll get to the big five. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. I actually was reading this article to get ready for this very segment when you guys caught me not listening last segment. So let's get into it. The Padres, they still need to figure out what they're going to do with Juan Soto. And some reports have come out about what the Padres are looking for in a trade. They'll likely be targeting controllable starting pitchers that are ready to contribute at the highest level right away or at least very soon. And in addition to that, ESPN's Jeff Passan reports that um, the list also includes the Yankees, the Mariners, the Cubs, and because they have potential matches thanks to their young pitching and possible designs on adding a bat like Soto, according to Jeff Passan. So, Tony, how many big league ready players would you like to see come back in a Soto trade? Ten. Wow. Thank no, you for giving I'm me a number, joking. actually. I'm I mean, I, I, can't, I can't actually put a number on it because I don't know. That's a he bad, wants to see an that's entire a bad Tony club. impression right there. Okay. Um, I would say four, two ready-to-go starters, maybe a, a top prospect, and then you could throw whichever one of the other holes the Padres need to, to kind of fill, whether it's bullpen Depending on how you're looking at it, you get another left fielder, center fielder, depending on what happens with Trent. Uh, most would say, you, regardless of what happens to Trent, you're going to have to upgrade that spot. DH, there's a slew of different spots that they can they can address with a Soto trade. I will reaffirm that I would be very sad. Tony doesn't want a Soto to see yeah. Juan yeah. Soto yeah. go. That's your. I don't real want him to go either. But I understand. Chris. Yes. Um, first of all, I just want to recall, remind everybody who thinks they're not going to be able to get much for Juan Soto or enough for Juan Soto to make up for what they gave up to get him in the first place. Really, what did they give up? C.J. Abrams. Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore, who hasn't been great yet. Bobby Robert Barrett. Hassel and uh, James Wood, who have yet to make it to the major leagues. And Luke Voigt who didn't really do much after he left here. So, I mean, I'd like to see the Padres get five players, but I don't know if they're going to get that many. Uh, give me give me one great starting pitcher, give me one bullpen help, and give me uh, an outfielder. So three. For three you. for me. All right. Greedy. <laughs> you're greedy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Padres are kind of in the driver's seat, right? Just, you always think you're in the driver's seat. Until you're not. But anytime you're giving up, that player? You're not in the driver's seat because right? something happened. I mean, just think. I mean, we got Soto, and as Chris said, we gave up Abrams, who I think is going to be a – I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, Gore, right? He gave up the bullpen arm that uh, – I don't know, remember my man's name, but he threw like a 1,000 miles per hour. 
We gave uh, up another guy besides the five players I mentioned? No, right. well, he was one of the five. That I'm, that I'm, oh. Well, okay. who did you mention? James Wood. James Wood. That's another huge one that they didn't want to give up. Hassel. Hassel. And then, Struggle. Uh, and then... Uh, who was the other? I know Gore. Luke Voigt and, uh, and Abrams and Gore. I oh, so there was, was six it. then. There was then another one. There was a one. sixth guy? Yeah. Oh. I'm looking right now. I'm not sure about that. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh. This is why, because... I haven't really heard of him. Harleen Susana? Yes, this dude was throwing like 100 down in the minor league. So I'm saying, all, but the point is, all as Chris said, all six of those guys. I mean, CJ, I think, finished like you would expect a, a, a prospect of his caliber to finish this year. But none of them got to the level of what we saw Juan Soto do. So, you know, you're going to get what you get back, but... The question is, do those pieces fit and help your team for what you're trying to do right now? Yeah, it's not the as Nationals, easy. The Nationals were in a completely different spot than the Padres are in right now, right? Nationals were conceding the rebuild. They were saying, yes. we're, we want your youngest and your best. Padres aren't necessarily saying they want your youngest and your best, but we want some dudes who come in and fill these spots and help us yeah. get to where we want to go. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Number four. The Buffalo Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey and named quarterbacks coach Joe Brady as his interim replacement. The Bills announced this move uh, this morning, less than 24 hours after their upset loss at home to the Broncos last night on Monday Night Football. The Bills are now 5-5, five and five, and they committed four turnovers in the loss, including three by Josh Allen, who leads the NFL now with 13 turnovers and 11 interceptions. Chris... I always say, I think you always say, too, it's probably not the coordinator's fault that they're losing, but they fired him anyway. What do you think is the actual problem with the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I think they fixed it. I think their coordinator stunk. He didn't get the ball to Stephon Diggs enough. I was, <laughs> He's I on was your fantasy a, team. That's... Yeah, I was ahead of you by 20-something points last night. I wanted to beat you by 50. Humble brag. So I'm upset. that. Uh, well, you said the same thing about... Uh, your trouncing of my wife earlier this season. <laughs> that, I do seem to have a re- recollection of that. Oh, so I, I'm just getting you back on her behalf. I've never, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, of course you don't. We could pull the tape on yeah, that. Tony one, remembers. I remember. Yeah, I, you felt, were just, oh, I was a little uncomfortable how much trash you were, you were talking okay. about. Like, oh, you were really <laughs> talking trash. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, Chris is here, even though I beat his wife by 70 points yesterday in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that might be verbatim what you said. Pretty close to what you said. Okay, I may have said that. Anyway. No, I. The, the the problem is that Josh Allen has got to start taking care of the the football. Yeah. I mean, he just he's he just tosses it away too often. <laughs> and the thing that gets me as a Miami fan is, and I don't have his Miami stats in front of me, but I don't think he's ever committed a turnover against the Dolphins. Like he plays perfect football against them every time. I know he's capable of it, but he just seems. Uh, he doesn't value the ball enough. They, the, the turnovers are killing him. Four turnovers. Uh, if you're minus four in turnovers, you're not going to win many NFL games. No. I don't care who you are, and that's the Buffalo problem. they got to hang on to the ball. Yeah. Uh, Tony, what is the actual problem with the Buffalo Bills? I'm willing to give Josh Allen um, a pass on this one and, and blame it on Ken Dorsey, former University of Miami quarterback. Um, do you guys remember when he had his tantrum that one game? Yeah, yes, Miami yes, game. Yes, was it was last year. Yeah. Slammed his helmet. I just think when you watch the Buffalo Bills offense, there's too much to scrape. You bring this up often. There's 
too many. It seems like it's like as opposed to asking asking Josh Allen to go out and be special for you know a handful of plays, like make those make about five. It's it's like they do the opposite. They they ask him to make you know in a fifty game a fifty play game plan. They ask him for forty five plays to be great. As opposed, and here are these five plays that get the ball out of your hands. We just want, you know, I don't think that works. Yeah, I think that's why he's turnover prone. He's asked to do too much. I think it needs to be simplified. Hey, get the ball to Diggs. They actually run the ball well when they, they actually no run kidding. it. No kidding. Number four, what's his name? James, James Cook. Cook. He ran like crazy last night, but Over they took him yards. out of the game for an hour because well, he had the ball. fumble. Yeah. His first fumble of the year. Yeah, like, I find that to yeah, be a little he silly. Fumbled, I saw somewhere he, he fumbled his first game of his career yeah. and hadn't fumbled again yes. until last night. Yes. Yeah. And then, but he didn't see the field for like two quarters well, after that. He was that. pissed. He was, over there, he was over there pacing. It's like, dude, I've never fumbled. <laughs> you guys are going to take me out for it? But that's... But that also shows you the type of pressure that that, you, that, that staff is feeling right now, that and it's true. only getting worse. But yeah, I, I thought coordinator. All right, now we are going to continue with the Buffalo Bills, but in a different way. Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, as Chris just said, had a less than stellar game last night, and his biggest supporter took to X to talk about it. Cowboys cornerback and brother of Stephon Biggs, Tra- Biggs Diggs. Trayvon Diggs did not hold back posting last night. Uh, he tweeted after the game last night, man, 14 got to get up out of there. Talking about his brother, Stephon Diggs. And then this morning, it wasn't enough that he woke up this morning and he tweeted, let's not forget, he didn't start going off till bro, bro got there, meaning Josh Allen wasn't good until his brother got there. So, Chris, is this em- Tony, is this embarrassing? If Two you, NFL players. If you don't wait, it was what embarrassing for His Trayvon bro- Diggs to be tweeting like this? I don't know if it, it clearly is not embarrassing for Trayvon Diggs. For him, he woke up and chose violence again. Eleven hours later, Eleven, he, after he had time <laughs> to sleep on it. Yeah, so it's clearly not uh, embarrassing for him. And my guess is probably not embarrassing for Stefan. I mean, he has he could have easily said, "Hey, man, please don't tweet about my situation anymore." True. After the first one. The fact that he still tweeted about <laughs> he it didn't. means that he probably didn't say anything to him about it. And, you know, there may be some truth to it. We saw, I mean, if you watched the Bills in the last, I don't know, this year and at the end of last year, they don't look like the most the most harmony is going no. on on that there's side. There's something wrong. There's, and they, 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 they played it off like there was nothing wrong, but it's clear in their record that there's something there's, wrong. There's clear there's something wrong. And then you read reports about a team meeting and, and Josh. Before the game the, last the, night. Josh Allen, Weird. Josh yeah. Allen telling, you know, guys, whatever's going on off the field, leave it off the field. What's going on off the that, field? We don't know. But that's the point. <laughs> They're talking about it in their meeting. So, you know, it's one of those deals. It, in this case, where there's smoke. There may be some fire. Yeah. To, uh, I'm I'm reading like Ron Burgundy. Chris, actually. Can I help you, you? Is this embarrassing? Can I help you? Um, I don't know that it's embarrassing. Um, I don't know that it's accurate, though. I mean, I know there's some problems with the Bills, and maybe Stephon Diggs would be better elsewhere. But Stephon Diggs nor his brother really have a complaint. The NFL leader in targets... As a receiver this year is Stephon Diggs. He leads the entire NFL. They've thrown to him more than any other player's been thrown to. Last night, they didn't throw to him enough, obviously. But for the whole season, he's done pretty well. 
I also have a problem with him calling his brother 14. But can I say something? Yeah. I was going to comment on it earlier before I knew it was a problem for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I found that almost all football players... They do refer that. Refer to other football players by, number? by their number. They Trent don't, Williams they said could be, they could 31. Be the, right. They could be the best of friends. Brothers. He, they could be brothers. They are still going to refer to you by your number. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's, I, I, I've, that's something I thought I'd notice, but it, the more I hear them talk, you realize you realize that, that that's exactly how they answering. that's how they that's how they communicate. Man, fourteen, man, <laughs> sixteen, man, he's just killing us behind it. <laughs> Number two. Do you guys remember what fairly or who fairly Dickinson is? Beat Purdue last year school in basketball, yeah. right? Yeah. Do so you remember who? Yes, it's a school. I, I tried to present it as a, uh, Human. a person. Yeah, yes. I know what you tried. Fairly Dickinson beat Purdue, as you guys said, and donors actually ended up getting them out of their film room, which also doubled as their shower. So apparently, Fairly Dickinson watches film in a shower in the team shower, and it was so bad that some of the water was starting to like leak out onto players' heads as they were watching film from the from the from the shower, <laughs> the, 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 no, just the shower, like the the leaky faucet or leaky shower head would just drip, drip while they're watching film. So they get they they beat Purdue and donors donate a lot and got a lot of money brought in five hundred thousand dollars they brought in so Fairleigh Dickinson's gonna get a new um, they're gonna get a new film. film room and so a film room is basically just a room it really but it's not really with, need anything with a bunch majorly special bunch some of chairs a, right, and some, a projector yes, yes yes but they're gonna actually get a real room for this and not the shower anymore okay. so uh chris good now acu- that we've had good acoustics though in a shower when you we need to drive need home to yell. A, drive home a point about somebody not missing True. an assignment coach i can't get this when this water's dropping on my head that would no. be me Stop making fun of me, Coach. Chris, now that we have had a few 16 seeds beating one seeds, do you foresee more 16 seeds winning? Uh, there's only been two. Uh, but it's been in the last it's seven been years. Recently. Uh, you know, I just I don't know that we'll see many more. I think we probably will because the, uh, you know, the teams, the number one teams aren't as good as the old number one teams used to be. Um, but, you know, the last time a 16 seed beat a one, it was Virginia that went down. And Virginia won the national championship the following season. So we'll see if Purdue can repeat that. Tony? What? Ha! <laughs> yes! <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. Uh, I don't expect to see it happen a whole lot more. They're usually the number one seed is far superior. It takes a, an extremely bad night for the number one seed to lose that game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, number one is going to be on the other side, but it's a special number one. We're going to go back and we're going to listen to Adam Klug interviewing Peter Seidler after they beat the Dodgers in the NLDS. We'll have that audio for, audio for you next on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.